This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to Audible.com and get your first free audio book. And if you sign up, that book is yours to keep. You can download it, keep it, and even if you cancel your membership, well, you can keep the book forever. That's at Audible.com. and welcome. My name is Andrew Kneebone and if you're listening to this in the way it's designed, you've tucked yourself under the covers and you're ready to relax. This podcast is all about me just talking in a slow, relaxing way so you can go to sleep and get a good night's rest. I'm going to be talking about a whole bunch of stories and stuff in a really slow way. So kick back, relax, and get a good night's sleep. Story number one. Castle Drop. The story takes place in a small country town just alongside the Murray River in Australia. You picture a boy, and he's standing at the front of his house, well, his father's house. He can feel the grass under his bare feet, and he can feel the sun over the horizon, and he knows it's going to be a beautiful, warm day. He can crinkle his feet there. Now... One of the favourite things he loved to do was just look at the sunrise and the golden amber as it made the shadows that crisscrossed with the forest. And then the next thing he loved to do was cross into the forest and go for a morning swim. So in his bare feet that had been hardened to leather, he stepped through the grass, hearing it crack under his feet down to the cool waters of the Bullanginia Lagoon. And he just dip his toe in. It was cool, but not too cold, because the summer days had warmed the water with the hot, hot sun. And so he decided to ease himself in. He was smart enough and local to not just dive into the river. You never knew what logs or creeks would just move along the way. And if you dived in, well, then it could it could really, really hurt you. So he eased himself in. His feet, then his knees, then his hips, and before you know it, it was safe, and he dived under the water. And he felt the cool water all around him, and the freedom and the wonderful sensation you get by flying underwater. One stroke, two strokes, three, until he emerged, burst, and breathed that morning air, which had a hint of eucalypt inside of it. Pushing the hair back, he smiled at what is, what he truly thought was in a place where he was lucky to be alive. And so... He stared around, 
and just took in the surroundings. There were the trees, the ever-present and ancient gum trees, some of those hundreds and hundreds of years old. There was a rumour somewhere deep in the forest that there were trees there, thousands of years old. He had never seen them, but maybe one day he might go searching for these trees. Because to see something that was around when the Romans were around, was a young sapling when that was happening in the world, well, that'd be a boyhood adventure worth telling. But that's a story for another time. Today is about a beautiful day. And so, he starts swimming. He's a pretty good swimmer. He knows how to do the breaststroke and the, the not backstroke. He considers that an absolute and utter waste of time. But he knows how to do the freestyle. That part of the Bullanginya Lagoon was special because the river or the, the creek current was so good and so strong there, strong enough that you could swim along, but you could stay perfectly still while he swam. And swim he did. Of course, this started to become boring, so there was a little cliff nearby, and there was a special spot that he could just jump off. And the thrill of jumping in the air and landing in water was to this day is something that every single child just absolutely loves. The cockatoos in the distance were moving to their feeding ground. All birds and butterflies were in the air. And all this occurred as the amber streaks of sunlight were making their way through. Later in the day it would be hot. It would be very, very hot. But right now the temperature is just wonderfully Warm. He decided to cut it short, though, because today, in the school holidays, there was big plans. He was going to meet up with his friends, and they were going to head to the fabled, fabled location called Castle Drop. So he got out of the creek went up, went into a shower, had the shower, and decided to have a wonderful breakfast of, of cereal and milk, and then dialed a landline phone to his friend's place. A conversation ensued, and they arranged a time to meet, and they would then head off to this place called Castle Drop. Now let me tell you about Castle Drop. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful place. It consists on the edge of, of, of a cliffside and a very old and ancient tree grows there, still to this day. And sure enough, the, uh, the erosion of the side made that the roots for this old tree were exposed. And the way that children do, they would you know, make a story out of anything. And sure enough, these different roots were different heights from the water below. And the water was deep. And if you swam down there, then it was, it was cold. So each step was given a different name. Now, the children were in primary school, so they didn't really know too much about the orders of 
the court. And so they usually just used playing cards. So for instance, the first height was Jack. There are a bunch of steps that we didn't even bother to name because they were really, really, you know, just close to the water. So the first one was Jack. The next one was Queen. The next one was King. And then because children were children, the next one was Ace. And if you wanted to, you know, just, just, just raise your level of um, standing with inside of the local community, then you would jump off the higher ones because, as you can imagine, they were, they were higher and they were more dangerous. And if you did this, you made sure that people watched you because then they would talk about it and your reputation around the area would, would grow. So today was the day that these boys would become men in their own eyes before you actually found out what it was like to be a man. But in their own eyes, they were going to be men. Around 11 o'clock, they all met. Calvin, Sean, Graham, myself. And we walked down to the same creek and there was a special log that you could crawl across or walk across. And then if you had the balance just right, you could walk across and then you could be on the other side. And then before you know it, there was four boys walking along a dusty dirt track, bare feet again, on the way to Castle Drop. Before too long, it stood there, and we could see this this tree, and it was deceptive because if you looked upon it, looking down, it didn't seem that in, that intimidating. But when you were standing there, it was very intimidating. And we all decided that we would start with Jack, and we all jumped into the water in that bravado kind of way, because well, your other friends were watching, so you're just not going to tiptoe into the water. You're just going to jump right in and so that's exactly what we did Jack was there was standing on, on, the, on the exposed route and we leapt off we jumped in and we soon learned that if you're going to jump from a height, you really need to take care of all your various arms. Because if they were sticking out, it really, really kind of, you know, hurt if they hit the water. So we tucked our arms in and then we landed in the water and swam to the top. And then a whole round of boasting began. Oh, we are men. Oh, yes, we are men. Look at what we have done. We have jumped off from Jack. It wasn't too long before Kelvin said, let's jump off Queen. And there wasn't a single, you know, person amongst us that wouldn't disagree. So we did, and we climbed back up. We soon realized that Queen was significantly higher than Jack. And we stood there. And of course, a little special bit of bravado was to be the first one to jump off, right? Because if you were the first one, then the next one would be not as brave. 
as the first one. And so, again, that's what we did. Sean was the first one to jump off. I will admit it, I wasn't the first. And we tucked our arms in, we flew through the air, we felt that wonderful sensation of weightlessness, and then splash into the water. It's a little further down this time, so you could feel the water transitioning from being warm because it was exposed to the sun, to the coldness below as the light wouldn't reach. But we swam to the top. We were all very, very good swimmers. We learnt much more swimming with our friends from a day-to-day basis than we ever did from the official school time, you know, teaching you how to swim. There is something about swimming that you will eventually discover the best way to swim and just because it's easier and then you'll just go from there. So we all patted ourselves on the back. We all breathed in and out of, you know, feeling like Vikings. Look what we have done. And then it wasn't you know, too long until somebody said, I think it was Graham, we haven't jumped off King yet. And we all looked up at King. Now, let me describe King. King's much higher. It's also very thin. So there's sort of a difficulty there. So we all scramble up again. And we all couldn't stand on King at the same time. So we all filed there one by one by one. And we all jumped off. And we thought the feeling of jumping from Queen was exhilarating. That was nothing compared to the jump, the feeling of jumping off from, from King. I swear I felt like I was weightless for all of half an hour, even though it was only three, one second, two seconds. We landed in the water and, and we splashed and laughed and we realized that we were going to be telling our grandchildren's grandchildren about this their story today. And again, we went to the bank and there was a small beach. We sat there for a while and just basking in our own glory. But we haven't jumped off ice yet. Now there's not a young, you know, quote-unquote, man that would come all this way and jump off Jack and jump off Queen and then jump off King and then go home? No. That would just open you up to ridicule. So we all looked up to Ace and decided, let's just wait a bit. It was a nice way of postponing the inevitable. But time passed, we talked of small things. Girls that we liked, no, I mean girls that we liked, liked, not just liked. Big distinction. Of course, in those days, if you asked someone whether you liked someone, I mean like, like someone, the more they would refuse that they liked, liked someone, meant they actually liked, liked them even more. And you just knew that they were going to tell one of their friends, possibly here, to tell that girl's friend, to tell her that he liked, liked her. And if all went well, then that girl would tell her friend 
who would tell you, your friend, and then the friend would tell you. And then you know what? You're going out. And that meant that you would not say a single thing to each other, but walk past each other in a nervous silence. Thus was the early days of a relationship. But that was far from our mind because we had a challenge ahead of us. We had something that we needed to do. And it was this. We were to jump off King. Sorry, Ace. Now let me describe Ace for you. Ace was not only much higher than Jack, King and Queen. But it was actually further back. And it wasn't just jumping off that was the matter. But you had a whole bunch of routes below that you actually had to negotiate and get your legs over. Because if you didn't, then they would tangle. And what would start out as a lovely day would end up as not a very lovely day at all. So, we scrambled up. We stood there. And we debated about the idea of us potentially telling everybody that we jumped off ace, but not actually doing it. But that wasn't going to hold for us men. Us Vikings. Us daredevils. So I stepped up. I positioned my feet on Ace. And I readied myself and I realized that this, there was no practicing of this. You could go down and you could practice jumping, but there is no practicing of this. So there is only just the doing and you will find out very quickly whether it works out or not. But I knew I'd be okay. I knew I'd be fine. But I mustered all my strength. In my small little legs. And I jumped. And I flew through the air. My legs were tucked up because I certainly didn't want them to be tangled. And I flew. And I remembered just in time to tuck my arms in. And I'd landed in the water with a whoosh. And I went down. Most of my body was around the cold water that was below. But I knew just to bring my arms and separate to slow my descent and then use those to push up and the other friends would realize they wouldn't jump until they saw me as well and so I pushed up out of the water and and I broke through the water and I gave out an almighty cry of achievement that echoed down the river bounced off the river banks and it was a cry of a boy Becoming a man. 
They followed one after each other, jumping, landing in the water and just bursting from there as men. We then sat back on the bank and we retold the stories to ourselves, already starting to embellish more and more and more. And it could probably be said that as the years roll on, that it's probably been embellished even more. But what is true is there is a small creek. There is a large forest. There were four boys. There is a castle drop. There is the size of Jack, King, Queen and Ace. And they did jump off. And they were men. If you haven't already fallen asleep, good night. Have a great rest and a wonderful day tomorrow. Thanks for listening.